Hello to you. Welcome to Coin Market Recap on Wednesday, the 7th of September. I'm Connor Sefton with Coin Market Cap's easy to understand look at the top crypto stories. Today, Bitcoin falls below $19,000 for the first time in two months. El Salvador marks one year since adopting Bitcoin as legal tender. Molly Jane joins me to discuss how it's gone so far. A new report warns more crypto companies could go bust in the next four months, and some coins could die out too. And David Bowie's estate is releasing an NFT collection to celebrate his life, but some fans are against it. Give our show a follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. And you can get in touch with me on Twitter as well. I'm at Connor Sefton. Coin Market Recap. Battle stations, everyone. Bitcoins plunged below $19,000 for the first time since July. It was a swift and brutal correction, and CoinMarketCap data shows it tumbled by $800 in just 50 minutes. The world's biggest cryptocurrency is trading at $18,677 at the time we're recording this, down 6% on the day. And after days of outperforming Bitcoin as excitement grows for the merge, Ethers crashed by 8.2%, handing back recent gains and trading at $1,500. Bitcoin's been trading sideways for days and has failed to meaningfully stay above $20,000 since last Friday. Global stocks have also taken a battering as the dollar gains strength and fears grow over the Fed's next interest rate hike. Bearish sentiment is also spreading like wildfire on crypto Twitter, with renowned skeptic Peter Schiff pouring salt on the wound by describing Bitcoin as a sinking ship that needs to be abandoned. A year ago today, El Salvador became the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender. It was a bold experiment that attracted fierce criticism from the likes of the International Monetary Fund, with protests also breaking out on the country's streets. Every Salvadoran adult was given $30 in free Bitcoin to celebrate amid hopes the move would boost financial inclusion and help the unbanked. Well, joining me now to discuss this auspicious occasion is CoinMarketCap's very own content lead and friend of the show, co-host of the show, Molly Jane Zuckerman. How do you think the past year has gone for El Salvador? Well, I was just thinking, you know, it's been a year and I don't really think anything has concretely happened. Lots of words have been said. Yes. where's Where's our Bitcoin city? Where are Bitcoin volcano bonds? Where are they? Well, it's fair to say, isn't it, that the current market climate, which is not good for Bitcoin at the moment, really has slammed the brakes on those ambitious plans to build a huge city at the base of a volcano, which sounded dangerous to me to begin with, and also the volcano bonds. Because there was a report a couple of weeks ago, wasn't there, that the volcano bonds may not actually emerge until the end of this year, if at all. Some analysts um, aren't convinced that there's enough demand for them anyway, and that it'd be difficult to raise $1 billion in volcano bonds. And if you remember, El Salvador wanted to invest half of that in Bitcoin and put the other half into infrastructure. But El Salvador has been investing quite a bit in Bitcoin, hasn't it? And that hasn't gone well either. No, but, uh, you know, you can't really say it's their fault. They did not make Bitcoin's price go down. Um, but mm. it but it has gone down. 
Uh, there is one concrete thing that happened in El Salvador's Bitcoin city this week, yesterday on Twitter. Mm. Why don't I just pull it up for you and just do some little... Oh, yes. ...typing around. So, you may or may not be familiar with Samson Mao, who yeah. is a very big spokesperson for El Salvador's Bitcoin city. His... Twitter profile says, working on nation-state Bitcoin adoption, architect of the Bitcoin bonds. So, yes, he's pretty big into it. So he posted a press release about his company, which is called Jan3, which mm -hmm. is a Web3 thing. And uh, the press release is titled, Prince Philip of Serbia and Yugoslavia joins Bitcoin startup Jan3 as CSO. Mm. So you may think, how is this related to El Salvador? Well, for one, His Royal Highness Hereditary Prince Philip of Serbia and Yugoslavia, also known as, let's see if I can pronounce this, Prince Philip Karadordevic, will be engaging with strategic initiatives to accelerate Bitcoin adoptions for nation states. Mm. But that's not the important part. As Samson now wrote, <laughs> this is the first ever company to issue a press release actually out of Bitcoin City. Because at the top of the release, instead of saying, you know, New York, New York, or Switzerland, it says Bitcoin City, comma, El Salvador, September 3rd, 2022. Ooh, that mm -hmm. is interesting. Okay. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, of course, we, we've all lived it, this wild journey that Bitcoin's been on over the past 12 months. I remember September 7th. 2021 that was when the bitcoin law actually came into force and on that day we saw bitcoin fall back really sharply from $52,000 to $45,000 wow doesn't that seem like a distant memory now <laughs> and then of course we went up then to new all-time highs of $69,000 and then here we are at $19,000 on the day, which is pretty concerning. But it does mean that somebody who received $30 in free Bitcoin in El Salvador through the Chivo wallet, at the time of talking, their funds would probably be worth, what, about $12? Yeah, we're both good at doing division, so that seems right. <laughs> you throw <throwing> shit <laughs> at my division skills. I said we both are. She started mm. both of our divisions. I'm great at division. Okay, what's nine divided by three? Three. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just want to ask your opinion on the fact that, of course, El Salvador, not very recently, I think their most recent buy was in July, but they have been buying a lot of Bitcoin to hold in reserve. And it seems like Nai Bikele just has a smartphone and he just buys Bitcoin for the country whenever he pleases. Um, the Bitcoin that they do hold in reserve has fallen quite substantially over the past 12 months. I believe it's now tens of millions of dollars in the red. Do you think he's been transparent enough about how much Bitcoin he's bought, why he's buying it, and is it a good use of taxpayers' money? Ooh, those are some really big questions. Mm. Um, I think he's being transparent. Okay. I, I I doubt he has secret wallets where he's buying things with government funds and hiding them because it is a blockchain and people mm -hmm. could trace it back to him someday. I hope he is smart enough to understand how a blockchain works. Mm -hmm. um, on the other hand, I mean, El Salvador is not a very well-off country in general. Mm -hmm. And Bitcoin was clearly supposed to be some sort of 
magical saving grace for the economy. I'm not sure that that has been successful. And with that, I'm not sure that you could point to their Bitcoin holdings and say they did a good job getting themselves out of a financial hole. Mm-hmm. There have been repeated surveys since the Bitcoin law came into effect that paint a picture of a population that has little to no confidence in Bitcoin, that they're not really using Bitcoin as a payment method, even though it's available to them. Because Bitcoin being made legal tender means it's on the same par as the US dollar. And even though retailers across the country, the likes of Starbucks and McDonald's now have to accept Bitcoin, it doesn't seem like many people end up using it. What needs to be done to make Salvadoran adults less sceptical about Bitcoin and make them feel more confident in using cryptocurrencies in their everyday lives? I think it has to be made really easy. You know, Mm. a few months ago when we were at Bitcoin 2022 in Miami, I talked to one of the developers that was brought in to fix the Chivo wallet and Mm -hmm. make it more accessible. And he said they did. Um, I do think the rollout was a little... Difficult. It was rushed. Um, it was rushed. It, it was very three rushed. Months. Yeah. It was very rushed. Um, but I also don't think we can call the experiment a failure because I don't think that one year is a long enough time to decide if a if a currency is legal tender will work or not. I don't think it's the kind of thing where if it didn't work in one year, it'll never work. Mm-hmm. I think I think there is room for growth. Yeah. Um, Samson Mao, who you mentioned just earlier, he was. Um, one of the speakers at CoinMarketCap's conference in the metaverse. And he was talking about El Salvador at the time. This was in May. And he described El Salvador as patient zero and said this as well. I believe El Salvador is a critical part of the equation because they are the first one. They're patient zero and they need to succeed. I think the key here is that you have to establish prosperity. So how Bitcoin works is not by law or decree or by any centralized control. It is by alignment of incentives. So my thinking is if you can align the incentives long-term, so if Bitcoin can bring prosperity to El Salvador, then it's not likely that uh, another government 10 years later is going to repeal the law and ban Bitcoin, right? They'll see what it's done. Bitcoin will be very much ingrained in their society and it'll still be a key component of their economy. And maybe we've already reached hyper-Bitcoinization and you know, everyone in El Salvador has exposure to Bitcoin now and they're very well off, right? Do you really think that there's a danger that El Salvador could repeal the Bitcoin law in the future? I think under a different president, mm-hmm. it, could, it could be repealed. But it doesn't look like Naib's really going anywhere anytime soon. What do you think, what, what sort of message would that send to, firstly to people in El Salvador, Bitcoin investors, and the wider world. I'm assuming Bitcoin's price would fall. (laughs) But but Bitcoin also does love to rise when there's bad news. So it actually might rise. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. maybe, maybe. Well, we are going to have to wait and see. I'm I'm using your catchphrase now. It's crazy how much is actually an applicable philosophy. (laughs) yes um we will have to wait and see but molly jane um thank you for joining us on this special anniversary i remember releasing a podcast a year ago today that started with el salvador's national anthem (laughs) oh well you should do that again today i mean no 
maybe. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> yes. maybe. Um, and yes, and we'll speak to you tomorrow for the merge. We've got a special program on the merge. Very exciting. Very exciting. Thank you very much. A quick look at a couple of other stories now. A new report is warning that more crypto companies could go bust in the next four months. KPMG has also predicted that coins lacking clear and strong value propositions will die out. But the company says this could be a good thing and clear away some of the mess created in the euphoria of a bull market. And David Bowie's estate is teaming up with OpenSea to launch an NFT collection in his honour. 100% of the profits that his estate receives will be donated to a humanitarian organisation. But despite this, they're facing a backlash from some fans. One of them wants a sale to be cancelled, while another claims David Bowie himself would be against the idea. Awkwardly, Bowie's own son has previously described NFTs as a fad. That's it for today's Coin Market Recap. Please do leave us a review if you've enjoyed today's episode. There's plenty more crypto news and features on our website over at coinmarketcap.com forward slash Alexandria. I'm Connor Sefton. Thanks so much for listening. And tomorrow we'll have a special edition of the podcast focusing on the merge, Ethereum's upcoming switch to a proof of stake blockchain. Me and Molly Jane will be talking to some of the developers involved in the upgrade and the miners who are against it. Hope you'll tune in for that. And because Molly Jane's my boss, we'll end with El Salvador's national anthem. Bye bye for now. a clip of it anyway fun fact this is one of the longest national anthems in existence we'll see you tomorrow